1: The Securities and Exchange Commission has dropped its claims against two former J.P. Morgan Chase traders who were accused of hiding upwards of $6 billion in trading losses as part of the infamous London Whale scandal. Javier Martin Artaho and Julian Grout had been accused of working with Bruno Ixil, a fellow trader whose massive derivative bets were at the center of the scandal. The SEC move comes four weeks after the U.S. U.S. prosecutors dropped criminal charges against the two men. With me to talk about all this is Robert Hockett. He's a professor at Cornell University Law School. Bob, thanks as always for joining us here on Bloomberg Law. Um, Let's just start with what the SEC was claiming in this case. What did it say that the two men did that was uh, against the law?
0: Great. Well, thanks so much, Craig. Great to be with you again. Um, the, the, the principal charges that both the SEC and the DOJ originally to, had levied against these two was that they had conspired to conceal certain trades that, have since, uh, that of course, were known as the, the so-called London uh, whale trades. Uh, and so the claim was that they, they worked to conceal those trades in particular uh, in order to conceal the losses that were incurred uh, as a result of them.
1: And why? What do we know about why the SEC uh, decided to drop the case?
0: There seem to be two principal reasons, uh, at least, that they're offering. Uh, And these are the same reasons, essentially, that the DOJ offered about this time last month when they dropped the case, as you mentioned uh, at the top of the hour here, or at the top of our chat here. Um, So the first uh, reason that's given is that uh, the two uh, defendants, uh, Mr. Groot and Mr. Artayo, uh, are citizens of other nations, right? uh, Mr. Groot, I believe, is from France, and Mr. Javier Artayo is in uh, Spain. Uh, we have extradition treaties with both of those countries, but they've also both uh, declined to extradite. So one of the claims is that, well, we wouldn't have been able to get them over here to the U.S. Uh, anyway. I think the more important reason is this that's given is the second, uh, assuming, of course, that it's plausible or, or, or true. Um, and that is uh, that the prosecution's case, both in the case of the DOJ and that uh, of the SEC, uh, was essentially reliant upon, indeed was to completely was the supervisor of one of the defendants and was the immediate underling uh, of the other of the defendants. Uh, and uh, so the, the claim is that Mr. Ixell has sort of since changed his mind about whether he's willing to, pro- um, to cooperate as a prosecutorial witness. Uh, and he's signaled that change of heart, both verbally or orally, you might say, on the one hand, and in writing, in the sense that he's written a very lengthy uh, narrative of uh, about everything that transpired, and in that narrative, he says that really all of this was uh, all of this was caused by people up at the very top uh, of JP, uh, JP Morgan uh, Chase, nobody uh, down below.
1: Is there reason to think that the government bungled this case so they they cut a deal with Ixel, who's the guy at the center of it, and then mm-hmm. it turns out what they get from him is something that is. Uh, unreliable enough they have to uh, drop claims uh, both both uh, criminal and and now civil against uh, uh, a couple of the individuals who supposedly were working with them
0: right it, it, it'll be very. I think it'll be very interesting to see what happens next, if anything does happen next, because um, that will tell us whether Ixil is, you know, unreliable in any kind of broad, general sense, uh, on the one hand, or whether he's simply unreliable to, uh, as a witness to prosecute these two lower uh, in the, on the totem pole characters, uh, on the other hand. So, for example, if indeed uh, Ixil's charges uh, about what happened up at the top, including on the part of Jamie Dimon, uh, are plausible uh, or, or or even correct, then it's a little much to say that he's not reliable in, in in a general sense, right? It would only make sense to say he's not reliable as a witness if you're going to prosecute people who are less responsible, who are lower on the JPM uh, Chase food chain, so to speak. Um, and that's what I'm kind of I'm curious to see what happens next, right? If the government is I mean, if they're serious, right, that there actually is, you know, something there, um, but that Ixel is simply not going to be reliable on it, then, you know, to put their money where their mouths are, so to speak, uh, they really ought to be then investigating people higher up, the people who Ixel says are actually responsible. If, on the other hand, they think that Ixel is just across the board unreliable, he's just sort of too mercurial as to what he says, then, of course, they are effectively admitting that they kind of bundled the case because they built the whole. Around the Excel's testimony, and now they're saying that Excel has bamboozled them.
1: Bob, only about a minute left, but but mm-hmm. tell me this: Is it you know? So JPMorgan Chase agreed to pay something like a billion dollars uh, um, to, to resolve mm-hmm. claims against it. Is mm-hmm. is there a theme here that it's just much easier, or, or why is it? It seems so much easier to get the company to to agree to a deal than it is to win cases, either criminal or civil, against individuals.
0: Yeah, so there's a, there's a, a cynical answer and a, and a a more sort of uh, well a non cynical answer. Uh, the cynical answer is that you know the, they're much more willing to go for the money damages just because those are easier to have, right? Um, that basically, um, I'm sorry, this is the non cynical. Uh, is mm-hmm. that the the uh, the money damages are easier to have, it's much harder to convict, especially when the burdens of proof are so high, when the due process rights of various defendants are implicated, either in a criminal case or, uh, to a lesser degree, in a regulatory case. The more cynical answer is, is that, you know, this particular uh, government is really not that unfriendly to the higher-ups uh, in these firms, and so they're content to let them simply pay fines, and the firms themselves are, too, because the fines or the penalties that they pay are peanuts compared to the, the gains that they stand to make.
1: We're going to have to leave it there. Thank you very much, Bob. Hackett of Cornell University Law School.